Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to our service of Communion and Tenebrae on this Monday, Thursday evening. Glad to have you with us tonight. I do want to point your attention to the back of your bulletin. It has the entire schedule of all of our special services and events during this holy weekend. I hope you'll be able to join us for many of them. I would like to remind you that our Good Friday service tomorrow is at noon in the chapel. And now, my friends, I invite you to stand and join with me in our call to worship. We have come together this night to behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We have come together to remember his betrayal and arrest. We remember that his friends abandoned and denied him. We have come together to remember his journey to the cross. We have come to proclaim, truly, this is the Son of God.
Please be seated. Let us join our hearts together in confession. God of mercy and grace, your table is spread before us, and we remember. We remember the love of your Son, who washed the feet of the one who would betray him. We remember the love of your Son, who broke bread and whose body was broken. We remember the love of your Son and cannot bear the reality of our sin. We are not worthy to be at table or to be served, yet your Son welcomes us and serves us. Forgive us and help us remember our Savior, who was broken that we might be made whole.
wanted all as lost But to know you To carry the cross Knowing I'm found In the light of the aftermath Friends, we have much to be grateful for. Let us worship God through the giving of our gifts and time and talents. Would the ushers come forward?
on this night, 2,000 years ago, Jesus and his disciples gathered together in a room to celebrate the Passover festival. The streets of Jerusalem that week were filled to capacity, overflowing indeed with visitors and with pilgrims who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover. Some of Jesus' friends and disciples had procured a room and made all the necessary arrangements for the Passover. And as Jesus and his ragtag bunch of followers gathered in that room that evening, it must have been for them a rather familiar and comforting experience. They had been together for several Passovers. But the familiarity and the comfort of the evening was soon to give way to betrayal, to violence, to injustice, to tragedy, to death, and to grief. Tonight we are gathering with millions and millions of Christians around the world remembering our Lord's last few days on earth. We are gathered tonight to remember the events of these days leading up to his crucifixion, how the crowd that gathered on that Palm Sunday to wave palm branches and shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, quickly turned on him with shouts of, Crucify! Crucify him. We remember that incident in the temple. We remember the, the conflict with the religious leaders. And tonight we remember that last solemn meal that Jesus shared with those who were closest to him. And in celebrating the Passover and drawing to their attention God's faithfulness throughout history, there was a twist. Jesus changed the familiar words and instead said, this is the new covenant in my body. It was not long after that that he led them out to the Garden of Gethsemane, a place that was special to him, a place that he often retreated to for prayer and solitude. And it was in that place that he was most cruelly betrayed by one of his closest friends. And we remember the violence that ensued and how they dragged Jesus off to Pilate and to Herod and back to Pilate. How he was beaten and tortured. How a, a, a crown of thorns was placed on his head as the blood ran down his cheeks. And how he was sentenced to be executed in the most cruel fashion, being nailed to a cross. 
This indeed for Christians is the most somber and solemn night of the year. We gather with hearts that are, that are filled with both grief and sorrow and yet also gratitude because we do not gather as people who are without hope. We have not gathered as people who are disheartened or, or who have, have lost faith because even while we remember the sacrificial death of Jesus, how he died on the cross, bearing the punishment for the sins that rightly we deserved. How we remember the horrible events of these days, we also, in our hearts, anticipate the celebration of the promised resurrection on Easter morning. So even while we gather in the shadow of this evening, even while we bring to mind the solemn and sorrowful events of Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, we do so as Easter people. People whose lives and hearts and faith are grounded in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and who live as people of good news. So my friends, tonight I invite you to this table. This is not my table. It's not the table that belongs to Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. This doesn't belong to any particular church or community of faith. This table belongs to none other than our Lord Jesus. And it is in his name that I invite you to participate. So come to this table, not because you must, but because you may. Come to this table, not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Come to this table, not because you think you have all the answers, but because you do have doubts and questions. Come to this table not because you have any claims upon the rewards of heaven, but because you know you stand in need of God's mercy. Come to this table not to express an opinion, but to prayerfully seek the real presence of our living Lord, Jesus the Christ. Will you join with me in prayer? The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Most holy God, creator of heaven and earth, with joyful hearts we offer you our thanks and praise. How wonderful are your ways, almighty God. How marvelous is your name, O Holy One. You alone are God. And therefore it is with the apostles and prophets and that great cloud of witnesses who live for you beyond all time and space that we lift our hearts in joyful praise, praising you, most holy God, for sending your Son Jesus to live among us, full of grace and full of truth. He made you known to all who received him, sharing our joy and our sorrow. He healed the sick, was a friend of sinners. And he taught us to pray. In obedience to you, Almighty God, our Lord Jesus took up his cross, and he died that we might live. 
We praise you that he has overcome death and is now risen to rule the world. And we rejoice knowing that Jesus is still the friend of sinners. And we trust him to overcome every power that could hurt or divide us. And we believe that when he comes in glory, we will celebrate victory with him. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and on these your gifts of bread and wine, that in eating this bread and in drinking this cup, we may know the real presence of Christ and be made one with him and with all who share this feast. Fill us now with your eternal life, that joyfully we may be God's faithful people until we feast with him again in glory. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, this night, they were sitting around the table, Jesus and his best friends, and they were sharing a meal together. And he took the bread and he broke it. And he gave it to his best friends. And he said, take this, eat this. This is my body given for you. In the same way, he took the cup. And he said, this is the cup of the blood of the new covenant, sealed in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Drink it, all of you. It's for you. Because whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, Jesus said, you do this to remember my saving death, that I did this for you. Because I love you. This is for you. Those that are serving communion tonight, please come forward. As is custom here, the ushers will indicate you to come forward. I would invite you, when you come forward, to break off a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, and eat it and return to your seat. Friends, the feast is prepared. All are welcome. Please come.
faithful God. We give you thanks for this sacrament, the sharing of bread and wine, of body and blood. We give you thanks for the way that you humbled yourself, coming to us in the form of a man, a man who was faithful unto death. And we pray that as we receive this sacrament, that we might be bold also to be faithful to you, even unto death. Amen.
Jesus went out, as usual, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples. He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? he asked. Get up and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation.
While Jesus was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed it. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. How vast beyond all measure That he should give his only son To make a wretch his treasure How great the pain of searing loss The father turns his face away As wounds which mar the chosen sin upon his shoulders ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished his dying breath has brought me But this I know 
together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us, as you can see. He has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us! Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time he spoke to them, Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they had asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will.
as the soldiers led Jesus away. They seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves, for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with Jesus to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And the soldiers divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise.
It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, and to your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things.
Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he, played, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Almighty God, forgive us. For we have sinned and done what is not pleasing to you. We have failed to love you with our whole heart. We have failed to love our neighbors as ourselves. We have looked away rather than speaking up against injustice. We have sought our own comfort rather than the well-being of others. We have chosen safety over sacrifice. We have not been the people that you created us to be. We have not been the people that you expected us to be. We have not been your faithful people. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us. <laughs> 